Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Mariner Post podcast. I am your host Ross and joining me this week is Colin. Hi there. Extra Times Chris. Hiya. And David Black, man of CM9798 on Twitter. Alright. How you doing mate? Uh, not too bad. Good, good. Well, Thank you for joining us for your first appearance this season. That's a... No problem at all. How you doing Colin? Had a busy weekend? Yeah, I decided to go out last night. Um, yeah, it was a bit, a bit eventful. Um, bit eventful. Yeah, a bit, a bit eventful. Yeah. If you want to hear what happened, just listen to the after the uh, the outro music, and you hear all about Colin's weekend. Uh, Chris, how you been? Grand. Uh, I am home alone. The wife and kids are at her sister's, and I've celebrated with a day of debauchery, washing and ironing. <laughs> Mental. Yeah, honestly. Sometimes I did. I did the washing earlier on. I put the darks in with a um, the sort of lighter coloured hedonistic. You're a rebel, Chris. You are bloody right. Absolute rebel. Uh, (laughs) Dave, how's your weekend been? Well, if I tell you that I drunkenly um, subscribed to the WWE Network on Thursday night, and that has spent I spent most of the weekend watching uh, 1999 (laughs) Raws, and then uh, and. And then the Royal Rumble after Super Sunday today, it has been a great day, except for Newcastle, but that's another matter. That aside, mate. You've got SummerSlam tonight, it's all good. That. Well, that's the three-month free trial for you. It's you really go. pays for itself. <laughs> Make sure you get TakeOver Watch as well from last night. That was excellent. I don't know what that is. But... <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll speak to you after. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with some Premier League football chat, shall we? Let's start with uh, Saturday's early game. Man United took on Swansea City. And thoroughly thumped them 4-0 in the end. Um, match that they wanted to suggest that this wasn't quite as close as the final score suggested. And obviously three goals in the last ten minutes uh, flattered Man United slightly. But Chris, does Swansea put up a good fight in this one? Mm, they did for a bit. I want to give a shout out to the mental that rang up 606 last night. Um, and has given Manchester United's start this season, bearing in mind they won 4-0 last week yeah. as well. He wants to give their start four and a half out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his rag for about ten minutes with Robbie Savage, who for once was the voice of reason, uh, saying that Pop was not been playing well um, and uh, that they've been lucky with most of their goals. Um, lucky with I thought most they did of the eight goals they've scored. Yeah, with all the eight goals and, and two clean sheets, they've been very lucky with that. I thought they did all right. Um, I thought Pogba played well. He nearly scored. Superb. It was superb, yeah, and he got the assist for Martial, and he yeah. well, very nearly scored, but Bailey sort of tapped it over, wasn't it? I like the fact that Martial scored as well. Yes, I put Martial into my dream team this week. To uh, he's he's going to take Rashford's place. We said this last week, Colin Limery, that he's he's got to be starting over Rashford. Rashford a one on one 
and he just just put it straight at the keeper. Martial comes on one on one, smash it in the back of the net. Yeah, just better player. Which which is a shame, really, because I I like Rashford and I think finishing is the thing that's missing from his game because he's, he's quick and fine space and and confidence. Mm. I think as well. Yeah. He was getting a lot of stick from the fans, um, and I don't know whether that had any effect on him. He was getting a lot of stick from the Swansea fans because I don't remember, but apparently he dubiously won a penalty at Old Trafford last season against Swansea. The fans never and I don't know whether that. that I don't know whether that might have affected his performance or not. <laughs> Pogba's had a bad start to the season. He scored three consecutive games for Man United. Yeah, some people <laughs> just aren't happy. No, I got over that fan. What an idiot. Yeah, I thought match of the day were a bit harsh on him as well last night as well. Um, but I honestly, if he was playing for us, um, I'd be more than happy. I think he's he's um, he's coming in leaps and bounds from last season. I think possibly I don't know whether it's had any effect on him at all. But the fact that he's no longer the world's most expensive footballer, I don't know whether that's a sort of that's burden lifted from his shoulders, isn't it? I'd have thought so. Yeah. Dave, did you see this? Uh, I did. Um, do you think Marshall's in the sort? No, I wouldn't get in <laughs> over uh, Isaac Hayden. Um, <laughs> do you not think uh, Martial's in the sort of Homer Simpson as a boxer role here where he just comes on when everyone's knackered <laughs> and just just pushes them down and takes all the plaudits? You could be on something there, yeah. he's <laughs> The pace he's got, he can kill teams at the best times. After coming off after 75 minutes, yeah, just completely take advantage. Is he Manchester United's Theo Walcott in that sense? <laughs> oh, never say that. <laughs> comparison. <laughs> one player that's slightly gone under the radar for them this year is Mkhitaryan he's been superb in both games so far he got two more assists yesterday as well he could be in for a big year did Pogba call him Mr Assist yesterday or something that's it's not quite, bad, a, it's quite a name to have isn't it yeah taking Ozil's crown from that one Mourinho said he let loose the horses or something didn't he yeah and they were magnificent he let the horses run free Apparently. That's what he said, yeah. <laughs> Did you see his um, laughing with Paul Clement pre-match as they were both talking about how um, uh, Carlo Ancelotti's been... Sorry? Were they laughing about Chelsea? No, they were laughing about Carlo Ancelotti being banned from smoking at the Bayern Munich training year. <laughs> <laughs> they were having a little giggle about that. Wow. I didn't know they were both so anti-smoking. Uh, I think they were sort of laughing at their mutual friend, I think. Ah, oh, right, fair enough. So... Uh, the rest of the Saturday's games were fairly uneventful apart from the one at St Mary's um, loads of stuff happened in this let's start with Ant- Arn Antovich's, um red card first Colin he's in your dream team how thrilled are you to see him get a straight red card <laughs> oh don't um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's in my fancy league team I mean I, why it's, <laughs> well I think flair. well well he might not be now but um, <laughs> I mean I don't know what he's doing I mean, it's, it's it's intentional, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. He's taken a shot earlier on the in the game, hasn't he? He's taken from a behind. He's taken an elbow himself. And do you think he's just gone and looked out for some sort of revenge on anyone that he can get close to? I don't know. He, he, even if he he has, it's not an excuse, is it? Well, no. Imagine um, doing that and going to have to meet Slavin Bilic after. <laughs> well, well, did you see? Was, did you see Bilic? Go on. I was going to say, I think we're going to talk about the same thing, Chris. When when Anatovic went off, because um, he's going down the tunnel, mm. k- kicks something, yeah, um, and Bilic sort of turns around and he, he just had the look on him like he he just wanted to kill a man. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? 
Yeah. Oh, no, I was, I was going to talk about Billich after the game because um, the post-match interview twice the commentator or the interviewer asked him about Arnautovic's red card like and snap, asked him about you? some of the referee decisions. But he said, don't ask me about that. And I don't know whether that was a dig at the referee who got the decisions right. I mean, he could have even sent Mark Noble off or yeah, whether well, that was a dig at Arnautovic. I don't know who that was a dig at. It was quite interesting. I don't know, Dave. Did you see this? Um, I saw Billich refusing to talk. I think it was just because he kept getting in trouble last season, wasn't it? Cause he... <laughs> yeah, probably. He's learned his lesson. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know which is a braver man than me for crossing Slavin Bilic because that, yeah. uh, that's not going to go down well, is it? No. <laughs> uh, he's just sent off against Saints in his last two games against them. Obviously got some sort of some sort of problem with the, the red and white of Southampton. Is it him? He just, he just hates Jack Stevens so much. <laughs> <laughs> I got Manolo Gabbadini, my dream team. Can I be smug? Yeah, that was a nice strike. And he hit the bar as well, didn't he, with another long-range effort. Oh, that was gorgeous, wasn't it? Somebody else did something similar, didn't they? Mm. It was yeah. a real language stroke of his, wasn't it? This was a... This was a Exciting game. They went one and up. Oh, they went two up, didn't they? Through um, Gabriel Neal and Talich penalty. West Ham got it back to two all thanks to two goals from Chicharito. Just being that fox in the box, there's, there's not many better in the world, is there? Just knowing where that ball's going to land when it comes off a keeper or off a bar or somewhere, he's just there every time. Knocks Those in. reactions for the first one, the, the sort of one where it was deflected, um, forced to save it onto yeah. the bar, and then he, that was fantastic reaction. Yeah, so quick. There's a stat yeah. called all of his 39 Premier League goals have been inside the penalty box. Doesn't surprise me at all. No. <laughs> but then a, uh, a late, late, late Charlie Austin penalty. Did you hear what he said about m- what Mark Noble yeah. said to him? <laughs> yes. Mark Noble's a fucking moron if this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear this, Colin? No. Austin was standing there waiting to take the penalty. And Mark Noble comes up to him and says, keeper knows where you're going. So Austin put it in the other corner. <laughs> To be fair to him, he had um, Joe Hart in his ear as well, didn't he? You'd think he would have learned after being penenkered by <laughs> Andre Pirlo in Euro 2012, not to sledge penalty takers. <laughs> Just leave him to it. Yeah. I thought Joe Hart had a very good game, really, apart from the three goals he conceded. He, he all right. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about Joe Hart? Because, I'm, I mean, I think it's probably fair to say he's, I like him, but his England spot is up for grabs, maybe. Yeah, definitely. It's... There's three or four others that can take it. I think it's a knob. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got attitude, yeah, in a sort of Lewis Hamilton type way. I can understand that, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely learned how to punch as well, punch crosses when he's, he's here in Italy. <laughs> Punching everything that's coming his way yesterday. He's under serious threat from Jordan Pickford and Jack Butland. No, oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, Fraser Forster's in that mix as well. The, the, the... Ben, ben Foster as well has gone off the radar a bit, but he's equally as good. Well, yeah, two clean sheets start of the season. Has Ben Foster unretired himself yet? You know how he like <laughs> retired from national football because he was sick of just travelling round with Joe Hart, basically just on the pick, picking up his bags. Does he reverse that? Or? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, actually. I'll have to look into that one. But Ben Foster is Joe Hart's caddy, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Liverpool, Chris. Okay. You beat Crystal Palace. I did. Not massively convincingly, though. I thought this was... well. It's always hard to say Liverpool are going to beat Palace convincingly because of what the sort of hoodoo that Palace have over Liverpool, it seems. But a 1-0 win, goal from Sadio Mane. You'll take it and will you? Get away from him as I, quick as possible. Yeah, I was very relieved. I was driving back from holiday and for some reason my car won't pick up medium waves, so I couldn't listen to Radio 5. No. So I had Richard Bacon on Radio 2 all afternoon and the only result they would give out was the Man United result. So I was very <laughs> pleased when I got home and, and heard this. But I thought... 
Um, I thought we did okay, but I mean, Ben Teke had that obvious miss, but mm. I want to give a shout out to, um, I don't know his first name. Is it Harry Robertson? Uh, Andrew Robertson. Left back. Andrew Robertson. Yes, our new fullback. He He's looks brilliant. really, really exciting. Yeah, he was good for Hull, uh, their first year in the Premier League. He's a really good attacking left back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think he could Marino, be the answer to what we're looking for. Uh, definitely, yeah. I mean, I quite like Alberto Moreno, but he just can't defend. I'm hoping this guy can instead. <laughs> it's a bit of an and, issue. Yeah, it's a bit of an issue for our club all round, unfortunately. I think that they're right. I thought Mingle made some good saves. I'm, I'm quite happy with Mingle this season as well. I don't quite get those, like Ali, who... He um, started all right, isn't he? He started okay. Say that penalty last week. That was a yeah. good penalty save last week because he, he could dive either way, but he waited for your man to make the decision and sort mm. of stood his ground. But... Um, I thought we did okay. Daniel Sturridge did all right as well. I was very pleased with him. Yeah, saw out again, went off after an hour, but wasn't injured. So, you know, and you've yeah. unbeaten so far to start the season without Coutinho as well. So, Yeah, last week was pretty frustrating. Mm. But you're going to get that if you can't defend. <laughs> well, yeah, true. The, the stats, Liverpool absolutely dominated this. 73% possession, <laughs> 23 shots, 13 on target. Palace <laughs> just couldn't get anything out of this game and... I, I genuinely worry for them this season. I think they're going to go down. I know it's early to make that claim, but I've put that in my predictions before the season started. I think they're going to be done for this year. I think I put down that in my predictions that the team that are going to buy the most players in January are going to be Palace, and that's because I can't see uh, Frank de Boer lasting all that long. No. He's got a bit of a history of that, hasn't he, as well, with Inter previously. Yeah, I think he's a bit unlucky at Inter, but I, I don't know. It's like Adam says, being... One goal in the Eredivisie is worth sort of four over here or something like you know some, something like that he says and I think he's going to have a he's going to have a real baptism of fire. Yes, yeah, certainly. And that Palace squad is not the strongest, and to take over from Big Sam and trying to rejig that entire team to your style from the Big Sam style, which is obviously massively different, it's going to take a lot of money and a lot of overhaul. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd like him to do well. Um, but is this the De Boer player that was the defender? or the midfielder yeah defender yeah 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 i don't get defenders that can't teach defense like tony adams and um people like that that can't <laughs> teach yeah can't coach defenses what i don't know where that comes from no. well, it's like it's like steve ball sits on arsenal's bench and every week he just watches these center halves who can't hit a football and say, <laughs> what, what what does he do like yeah. what, does he, what does he bring to that, t- that coaching team <laughs> you would have thought that's the one position they could coach being defenders themselves yeah that is weird, actually. Colin, what do you think of Liverpool? You're normally a massive backer of Liverpool and expect to win the league most seasons. What? <laughs> um, well, well, I haven't gotten to win the league this year. I've learned my lesson. Um, so they'll go and win it now. Uh, Just to spite you. Yeah, I, I don't think I've got a huge amount to, to, to add to what the guys have said. I mean, the, the only thing I'd, I'd like to ask Chris is if he's got any info on what's happening with Coutinho. Have I got the info? I'm not. I'm not in the inner circle, unfortunately. <laughs> is he actually injured, or is he? Uh, he's off, isn't he? Oh, you. You think he's a Chris Wood injured or something? Are <laughs> they um, going to hold out for the <laughs> deadline day, and then just it's just going to all go happen on the last day? I hope not. I mean, I, I that's the say worst this a little way bit. To do business. Oh, it is. It is definitely, and I honestly hope that we don't sell him because. I think that would really annoy Klopp if we did sell him. And I think he's the best chance we've had of doing anything for quite some time, Klopp, not Coutinho. So I think it's, mm. although, you know, he's not like the greatest player ever that's been in the Premier League, but I do think he's an incredibly important statement that we don't sell him. 
Um, yeah. And you'd think with this TV, TV money, we should be able to afford Van Dijk without having to sell Coutinho first. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Champions League money as well. It's, it should be enough. Not, not Champions League money quite yet. Not yet. <laughs> Almost. Got this, yeah, this is Liverpool. Your, um, it's within touching <laughs> distance. <laughs> yeah, that generally seems to be our problem. But yeah, um, I'd, I'd quite like us to keep him if only to send a statement out of, um, you know, we're not, we're not a selling club. Um, and I think he's not the sort of temperamental sort. So if we did decide to keep him and say, look, just give us another year, we can't sell you here and lose face, then I think we'd get a pretty good year out of him. The Fabregas type deal. That's yeah, and Tom's, it, they just refuse to say, just give us one more season, then we'll sell you. Yeah, and I think it was Jamie Carragher that said, "You wish Liverpool were as good buying players as they were selling players." And I think <laughs> selling selling players is half forte. I mean, the year we kept on to Suarez after Arsenal met the um, buyout clause shows yeah. that you know we've got a bit of FSG got a bit of metal when it comes to things like that. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on to uh, Leicester. Then they beat Brighton two 0 uh, fairly easy. Let, Brighton have got to stop because even in the first minutes of games, um, any, <laughs> any chance in the Premier League. Uh, first minute, Okazaki scored off a rebound for Matt Ryan, who's looked shaky in his first two games. He's a good keeper, but he's looked suspect. And then uh, Harry Maguire with the uh, second late on. Comfortable win for Leicester. Brighton need to need to improve quick, don't they? Anyone? Anyone like that? Uh, well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you you might. I don't know. There there are always sort of one that you'd probably tip to go down, but uh, yeah. Oh, the three that came up, they're probably the ones that look the most ropey. Yeah, they've not spent a great deal either. I think they could be doing a, a Brighton, uh, not Brighton, a Burnley from a few years back, banking the money and make another effort next year after relegation, possibly. Perhaps. I mean, I think it's one of those situations where if they're going to have any chance of staying up, they're probably going to have to rely on, again, a bit like Burnley, rely on home games. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the easiest start. Was it Man City last weekend and then uh, Leicester this weekend. It's not the easiest start, so hopefully they can pick some more points up going forward. Uh, West Brom Burnley have finished 1-0 to West Brom, which is a recurring theme so far this season. Robson Carney had a, a fun afternoon, came off the bench, scored, got a red card. <laughs> Went for an early shower. Good. Yeah. Any striker that decides to wear the number four deserves everything they get. Yeah, I'm not happy with that. <laughs> it's, it's just him and Canu flying that flag. On what a maybe it's a Maybe it's the Canu thing. Maybe it's like a rule. If you've got Canu in your name, you've got to wear four. <laughs> That's really weird. I never even thought about that. <laughs> uh, Dave, what did you think of this one? This was um, a war of attrition. Wasn't well, it? Really? There was... There was there was one shot on target in the whole match and it gave him a sub, <laughs> a sub who got sent off. So I don't know how it wasn't last a match today. No, uh, I was going to say, we were on after this. Yeah. No, it was obviously white hot. Middle of the <laughs> middle of the programme action. So, <laughs> Colin, you can see why Burnley and Bayern Chris were 20 shots and not one of them on target. <sighs> yeah. I mean, are we getting onto the Chris Wood thing now? Uh should we leave it until the, the lead stuff because there's less to talk about in Champions League? Yeah, let's leave it. I, I'm not entirely sure whether... I mean, Chris Wood's going to help them, but I'm not entirely sure. He's not going to be as Defoe was for Sunderland. Oh, no. Do you know what I mean? He's not, he's not going to be this sort of panacea for all that. Reals. Yeah. Well, they, they finished the game with Ashley Barnes, with John Walls and with Sam Vokes all on the pitch. That's already three huge strikers that can't aren't particularly mobile. You throw in Chris Wood as well. 
your tactics are fairly obvious what you're going to be doing. And it it kind of makes it easier for the other team to defend against, I suppose. If you know that just massive balls are going to come into the box all the time, you can set up to defend against that. I think the other thing for West Brom is they've lost someone as influential as um, Darren Fletcher. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. Yeah, Gareth Barry's quite an astute little sign-in, though. He's not, not Gareth, didn't see Paul Merson and Gareth Barry this week? No. Uh, Paul Merson suggested that 35-year-old Gareth Barry would do an excellent job for Arsenal. <laughs> Doing what? <laughs> <laughs> he's the uh, new, new Steve Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was on about sweeping the floors of the change room. He was on about playing. I mean, it, this was like Dean Saunders kind of mental. Did you anyone hear Dean Saunders this week? Uh, no, I'm uh. sure. He was on Talk Sports suggesting that Liverpool should sell Coutinho and use the money to buy Harry Kane and Deli Alley. <laughs> oh, well, it's easy enough, Chris, isn't it? Well, surely you'd be happy with that. <laughs> yes, it's just like that. <laughs> arguing against that, even. That'd be fine for them. Yeah, I, I, both are weird kind of... I, I can't believe someone doesn't look at them and go... You know, a producer doesn't look at them and say, that's just nonsense. No one's going to buy that. <laughs> See, if they're former NFL players, they'd be getting checked for uh, symptoms of concussion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Their> playing days. <laughs> uh, well, Paul Merson might be something else from his playing days. But... Well, yeah. Let's go to Bournemouth. They lo- uh, they lost to Watford. Watford have done all right start of the season. Three uh, three draw last week, and then a two 0 win away from home. Richarlson, the new the new striker, and Etienne Kapui with the uh, with the goals. A goal by Kapui. Yeah, lots of lots of smashed. Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was an important player for Watford last season. Richardson, um, in the WFI WhatsApp group we've got, yeah. they've been raving about him a little bit, haven't they? Some of the guys that live in South America. That could be. A, I've never, honestly, I've never heard of him before. No. <laughs> but good job, Watford scored in a debut. Can't be too disappointed with that. Watford no, pretty much dominated uh, the game as well. I fear for Bournemouth this season. Yeah, Dave, do you think Bournemouth should be better than they are? They've been proved all right in the summer. Um, I'd, I've always I think they need another centre half. Like I know they've got Ake now, but mm. uh, he's not the finished article, and I don't think Steve Cook and Simon Francis are up to it. Um, no, but they're very good going forwards. Normally, I thought they'd win yesterday, to be honest. But uh, not like the fullbacks normally overlap and that sort of thing, and it just seems to be quite quite an open game with them. But they've started pretty slowly this year, so I wouldn't be surprised if they were down there. Yeah, it's tough for teams of that size. They need to get off to a good start to really. I- really help themselves and I think if you've got um, Benicophobi and Jermaine Defoe up front I mean as good as Jermaine Defoe did last season he's getting on a bit isn't he I, Josh King needs more help than yeah. I think I think Defoe only got um, maybe two goals after Christmas uh, this year when he, I know they were in a, in a struggling Sunderland team but um, mm. I think it was there were signs they were slowing down um, which you know no one, no one will believe because Jermaine Defoe never misses and all this mm. kind of media stuff that goes around but he is human. He must be 35, 36 yeah, now, is he? 35 at least, yeah. It's going to happen talk about some superb piece of... Can we talk about some, some superb shithousery by uh, Harry Arter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it was. Was it Shalaba? Um, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the ball was coming into him in the area and he left it because Harry Arter said, leave it. <laughs> and Roberto Baggio did something like that once. But if that was a foreign player doing that, they'd have torn into bits on Match of the Day. But as it was, they thought it was really funny. You're not allowed to do that. Even at Sunday League level, you're not allowed to do that. That's, no. what, Gary, that's what Gary Lineker said. He said, you can't do that. And Jimmy and James went, correct. I'm like, 
Grid. <laughs> <laughs> Analysis. <laughs> but, you know, imagine if that would be now had Juff that had done that. Oh, Christ, yeah. Yeah, we'd have just spat on them afterwards, so it would, it would have been <laughs> <laughs> taken away from it slightly. <laughs> Let's go to the Britannia, because no one else wants to go there, especially Arsenal. They lost again. I want to go there. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Oh, isn't it? It's fucking freezing. It's a it is. weird thing that that goes around, but it is so cold there, because the wind just whips into that stadium. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to watch this Stoke team. And I really want Jesse to do well because he's sort of a little group of PSG players that they bought and sort of struggled, like sort of Lucas Mora and Javi Pastore and yeah. him and, you know, even Draxler to some extent that have struggled and you really want them to do well. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to go to watch Stoke this this season because I was trying to find their lineup from yesterday as I fill along. Um, Jesse started, Shakiri started... But then you've got players like Joe Allen and Darren Fletcher in central midfield. Joe Allen's all right. You've got Bojan on the bench as well. You've got um, Kurt Zuma in defence. They're a good team. I don't know why. I don't know why people sort of wouldn't want to watch them. It's, taken, people... it's taken like three or four years, but Hughes eventually scrubbed the Pulis out of the team. There's only Shawcross left now. <laughs> uh, he finally managed to pedal Glenn Whelan. Um, so it's, it's pretty much like a, a whole a new team now. As you say, they've got a lot of. Um, sort of players who haven't quite made it at big European clubs who've got a point to prove um, yeah. it, it, it could be good if, if Hughes wasn't so reprehensible I'd enjoy it but there you go <laughs> Berahino needs a goal doesn't he he really needs a goal he did he got the assist yesterday didn't he yeah he's getting close he helping. <laughs> but Berahino's another one isn't he another player with a, a point to prove is, is he in Collins FPL team <laughs> have you got Berahino Collins uh, no not yet <laughs> <laughs> not yet it will be <laughs> Arsenal, Were Arsenal lucky with any penalties? Yes, definitely. The one on um, Bellerin, I think, where he didn't go down. That's that's still a foul. You don't have because yes. you, you don't hit the deck. This doesn't make it not a foul. And they said on match of the day that he should he should have not dived but gone to ground. But he's still trying to win the ball even though he's been fouled. It's it's tough. I can see Wenger's points where he's, he's fuming at pre-match because they had so many chances in this. And the offside goal that wasn't offside for me. <laughs> It was. Was it by what? A shoelace? The end little plastic bit of a shoelace? It was his heel. You're off, you're off, aren't you? I've not seen that guy on Twitter who's taken a still shot and then put a ruler against it uh, to prove that he was onside. It's, it's, peak, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely peak analysis. Um, <laughs> they're, they're the same sort of people who, when um, Cersei did a walk of shame on Game of Thrones, that went onto the internet to check her nakedness against when she was in 300 and decided it was a body double. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, you could have had a better week. Like I said, did did score a goal, but it was ruled out, unfortunately. Yeah, never mind. I mean, the the, the highlight of my day was um, turning on my smart TV, and right. uh, there's always um, like a YouTube video of the day. Right. And normally it's um, Americana stuff, or it's James Corden's carpool um, karaoke, or you know that sort of nonsense. Can I guess anyway, what it was. Go on. Arsenal TV? Yes. yes. <laughs> now, when Arsenal TV gets the hot spot, I'm thinking, this is juicy. <laughs> right? So, I'm like, oh, great. And there was Claude and Ty on there, and it was all kicking off. And, yeah, let's just say they weren't too happy. Um, <laughs> but if you, if you like comedy, it's worth a watch. <laughs> was Heavy D from Storage Hunters on it? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I'm not, I'm not familiar with Heavy D. 
Uh, he's, he's, he looks like he's eating Danny Alves. He's a big lad <laughs> with a sort of dyed hair. <laughs> no, I don't think he was there. No? No. Let's move on to today's games. Um, unfortunately, Dave, we're going to have to talk about Newcastle. Oh, good. I'm a big fan of the kit to start with. Let's start with that, the positives. Oh, we, we've come with it. The kits are outstanding this year. Yeah, um, nice, very nice. Puma have really upped their game. They have. I like that. Unfortunately, the result didn't quite match the standard of the kit. It was 1-0 to Huddersfield. Aaron Moy with the winner on the 50th minute. Um, let's start with how Newcastle have done throughout the summer. I'm assuming you're in the camp of most Newcastle fans that aren't happy with the recruitment. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, you've probably saw it today. We're, we're lacking that sort of X-factor. X-factor to really make us a... A Premier League team. It very much looks like a Championship team. Um, yeah. Spending five million on Hosselu is just all over again, isn't it? Well, it's when it's Berahino's so getting in the team, who hasn't scored for like eighteen months over him at Stoke, and <laughs> we're, we're, expect, we're expecting him to come on here and, and you know bang in ten, fifteen goals. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Who do you blame uh, for the poor recruitment? Well, it goes back to last May after we won the we won the league, and uh, Ashley and Benitez had a meeting. And the, I think the mistake Ashley made was he, made, he did an interview where he said, oh, you know, every every penny the club generates will go towards Rafa Benitez and the, and the transfer fund. The fact that he said that, he sort of made a rod for his own back, which yes. we're very good at doing. Um, so then when we're spending five million on Hosselu and four million on Javier Manquillo and this kind of thing, it, it, it doesn't add up. Um, so unless something changes in the next two weeks, it's going to be a long old season, I think. Because I heard in Football Weekly or something like that, I can't remember, it was one of those podcasts, that um, Benitez and Ashley never actually spoke together last season. That wouldn't surprise us. Um, <laughs> I mean, Ashley doesn't usually get involved unless something bad's going to happen. He leaves it all to his little right-hand man. Um, the guy looks like a thumb, Lee Charnley. Um, <laughs> That's not the East play for Charlton, Lee Charnley, is it? I doubt it. I haven't seen his physique. I don't think he's... Uh, <laughs> an, I, think he, I think he used to just work as like the... I don't know, office manager or something, and he's just stayed around and now chief executive or something. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> nice. So you think you're going to sort of what relegation fight this season? Uh, from what I've seen so far, I just don't know where the goals are coming from. Uh, we don't look too bad defensively, which you'd expect from a Rafa team. It looks fairly organised. Um, yeah. But Gale's not fit, which doesn't help, but he's not really done it at Premier League level. He blatantly doesn't like Mitrovic because even today, chasing the game, he didn't throw him on. He yeah. didn't use him that much last year in the championship. Um, and I imagine he'll, he'll try and sell Mitrovic because he's one of the few players who actually has a value. Um, I find that strange though because he's he he doesn't he doesn't score a lot of goals, but he's a proper difference maker. And you throw him on up front, he just gets about, doesn't he? Yeah, um, I mean, I'd keep him definitely. Um, but I think the problem Rafa has with him is that when we play him. We tend to just go along, even right. though it's not what we've, what we've, you know, instructed. But he's a target, mm. um, and we've resorted to lumping the ball in the box, which is like Rafa's worst nightmare. He likes to, he probably sort of do, even chasing the game. We're tapping it about the, at the back in the last yeah. five minutes, try, trying to work an opening. Uh, and Modi Army is playing five yard passes, which are like four yards too short, so it's getting closed <laughs> down. And then, <laughs> and then if we get a throw in, and the same debacle happens for five minutes, and then you lose. Um, so. That needs to stop, but I think in an ideal world he, he would he wants a keeper and he would want a striker, but I, I can't see us paying the money to get a real top quality striker now. No, Murphy, is that the one you bought from Norwich? Yes. So How's he getting on? on? He came on for about half an hour today and uh, 
wasn't really he had a he had a, a half chance that got blocked but didn't really get that much of a chance today. I think he'll be in the team before long. Um especially twin, if he isn't he? Yeah, well they supported Newcastle's kids apparently. I don't know how that worked out for them, but um <laughs> his brother must feel delighted that he's been left behind. But what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. about Matt Ritchie? How's he getting? Uh he, he had our best chance today to keep it pulled off a good save. Um Richie's a funny one. He's um, he's a very clever footballer, but he doesn't have masses of pace, which I think shows you up a little bit in the Premier League. He's uh, he's very good on the ball, but um, I can see why Bournemouth sold him for the price they got for him. Now, um, at the time, I was thinking, why on earth you sold him? Mm. But at Premier League level, um, he needs a certain type of game. He's a very clever footballer, um, but he hasn't got that extra yard of pace. That I think makes the difference in, in the in the Premier League. It was a good goal, though, wasn't it? Uh, it was too easy. He just—I mean—he took it well. To be fair to Moy, is it? Um, yeah, but um, they just passed around two men who just stopped, and then obviously had a free shot. It was their only shot on goal in the second half. Yeah. And I don't buy—I don't buy into all this from Sky that Huddersfield were completely the better team. It was an awful game of football. Um, <laughs> I, I, if we'd drawn, I don't think anyone would have complained. I don't think Huddersfield were that good. Um, well, I think had more possession, more shots. That would kind of suggest to me that they were a slightly better team. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I mean, you know, I'm not saying we should have won or anything like that. But if we'd drawn, I think no one would have complained. Yeah. Um, I don't think Huddersfield. Are this, I heard. I think it was Jamie Redknapp before the match saying that he thought Huddersfield were the best equipped of the three teams to stay up. Okay. Um, from what I've seen, I mean, yes, they played a very poor Palace last weekend and won. Yeah. Today they didn't look all that. Um, Brighton have looked pretty average too, and obviously we're not doing great, but. To say they're far and away better than those two teams, I think is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I think they're going to stay up because I think the, the this sort of ultra gegen pressing that they do, you know, where they sort of harass the Premier League team, you know, harass the opposition and and get all over them. If you can do that over forty six games, and you can obviously do that over thirty eight in the Premier League, I think that I think a lot of teams are, are going to be surprised by how Huddersfield play, and I think it will do them for the first sort of 18, 19 games where they sort of played everybody once. They might get figured out latter half of the season, but if they can get some points on the board early doors, I think they could be all right. Well, what we found in the championship with them was they, um, if they, they either won one nil or they lost four or five, like they, were, yeah. they, were, they got turned over in a lot of games. Um, but it just depends on the negative goal difference. Didn't they? It was something like that. I know they got beat uh, maybe four or five at, at Fulham was it yeah. anyway but towards the end there was a few strange results creeping in for them like. let's move on to Wembley first Wembley game of the season for Tottenham started as they mean to go on they lost to Chelsea 2-1 um, Batshuayi with a goal for Spurs lovely own goal <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcus Alonso with a superb free kick and then a late winner as well um, let's talk about that free kick first that was picture perfect wasn't it perfect ideal top corner yeah no, free kicks are easy because they're a dead ball. No one can encroach on you. Yeah, that's a big Spurs wall, though. They've got some big players there. And uh, Yeah, I, I remember always a bit meh about free kicks. I, I agree with your point on penalties. That's much easier. But, I don't know, it's a long way out this one. and It was a really sweetly struck ball. When... The end goal was funny, wasn't it? That's <laughs> 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 why... Bless him. I'll see what he says on Twitter this afternoon, tonight or tomorrow, because he likes to tweet. He um, said it tonight, but he said it in French, so I can't oh, really? really. Yeah. I have to get on Google Translate now. 
Harry Kane can't score in August. The run continues. <laughs> 12 games in August. He's not scored a goal. He hit the post today. Came close. Um, he's also had eight shots this season and not scored, which is the most in the Premier League. He's joint with that with a few people, isn't he? Yeah. It, it, uh, like, is it, like a, just, it can't be a real thing. It's got to be a, like a mental block, hasn't it? Well, they've got Burnley next weekend, so we'll soon find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was a very Chelsea performance. They they conceded possession, they conceded shots, and they won. They played nice counter-attacking football and then a dead ball and a, a nice late goal. It's kind of a, a perfect game for Conte, really. I think they needed it after last week. It, mm. it certainly silenced a lot of critics who were sort of writing the obituaries for Chelsea as, as a as a force. Yeah, I'm all for David Luiz as a centre midfielder and all. Although he's very good. A little chaos running around the centre of midfield. After the game, they asked him well, what Conte told him. They said, run. Run, run, <laughs> run. <laughs> With uh, Luiz, Kante and Bakayoko as a midfield three, you're not getting the seconds piece whatever team you're playing against. They're going to be all over you. He injured himself, didn't he, Bakayoko? Yes, he did. He was... He, he stayed on and he didn't have a great game. He's, I think he's finding it slightly tricky to transition to the Premier League, but he's a good player. He'll come good in the end, I think. But yeah, Chelsea looks still look a bit odd to me though. Where they just lack depth. I think there's a real proper lack of depth in that team. But Christensen's a good young centre back, and him and Rudiger played together they're just they're just throwing players into positions that don't really seem Moses plays as a left attacking striker today really Alonso was just playing wherever he wanted it seemed and I don't know William does what he wants as well they're lacking shape but I mean, it worked today it makes it strange that they sent Zuma out on loan doesn't it yeah obviously they weren't playing on Cahill getting sent off I think with Zuma, it's, uh, he needed a run of games because of his, his big injury. And yes, he might have played the first couple of games here this season, but um, realistically, he would have been on the bench for the most part. So I, I can see why they loaned him out. They've got centre-halves playing in midfield, so they're probably not that that short there. Um, but the rest of them, getting rid of Loftus-Cheek, Chalaba, hmm. um, you know... Okay. The, they've got loads of players out on the line. Kind of complain about depth. I think relying on your fullbacks to score two goals as well, sort of, I'd be a little worried if I was Conte about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let's move down to the championship. That's where all the fun happens over weekend. Um, Villa won a game, annoyingly. Uh, 4-2 to beat Norwich. Connor Hurahim with a hat-trick, who was linked with a move to Brighton this week. Let's put a few more millions on his price tag. They are awful, though, Villa. Absolutely yeah, awful. I know they scored terrible. four goals, but, I mean, the goals they conceded, they're just terrible at the back. Yeah. Norwich absolutely battered them for most of this game. But, yeah, John Terry and James Chester are just in the backs, and Terry's looking every minute of his age right now. He's he's <laughs> slowing down even more than he was last season. <laughs> I don't know if he yeah, thought they... the championship would be easier. I don't know. I, I, I just don't think he likes going abroad, and I think this is probably it. But... They had Scott Hogan on the bench, and yeah. I keep saying Angela. It's not. It's Emily Lansbury, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just find it strange that I, I, I'm. I, I don't think they're going to come back up. I think a lot of people, when they say about teams getting relegated, and you guys will know this, mm-hmm. that, that people say get relegated to the Championship and you have a year to adjust yourself to come back to the Premier League stronger. I, it rarely happens. The Championship is a horrible the anomaly, anomaly in this. 
that have come down twice and come straight back up as champions. It's they're the only team that have done this. No one else has ever done this really. Gone straight back up. Teams have done it, but not in the same way that Newcastle just it, re- relative ease last season. Just the, the, yeah. in the top three for an entire season. Like a lot, a lot of teams do what Villa and what Leeds have done, and like Leicester have been down there before and struggled, struggled down there. And QPR, look at them. There's, championship is full of ex Premier League teams that are just struggling everywhere. There's only about I think it's seven or eight teams have come up at the first attempt and been relegated. Yeah. Um, Benitez was shouting about it over the summer. Lord and his own achievements, but um, <laughs> but it, well, there wasn't many, as you say. It's uh, it's not that often it happens. No, Sunderland certainly aren't doing it this season, are they, Colin? They looked um, kind of clueless. Mm. Yes, good. Against Leeds. <laughs> um. <laughs> they couldn't seem to get anything really going. I didn't. I was never worried that we were going to lose that game. Oh, you're very confident. Well, um, yeah. I I thought they they made the better start. Yes, they did. But then you spoke about from the home team to kind of dominate early, but didn't really trouble um, Viedveld, who's played four games as late keeper and made one save so far. Very good. Is that are you bragging or complaining? Well, he's kept three, three clean sheets, so I'll take it. Oh, right. <laughs> Hang on, they had two shots on target, Sunderland, did? Did they? Yeah. Ah, well, one was headed on the bar, wasn't it, by the, def- the defender? Ah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Statistics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Leeds were thrown into slight turmoil before the game started with Chris Worth and his uh, public releasing of a statement saying he wasn't in the right frame of mind to play for Leeds United um, in today's game. With a move to presumably, he's, presumably he's foregone this week's wages then. Well, yeah, I'm assuming so. And he's going to also refund all these little kids uh, who the, who's made their parents buy Chris Wood shirts as well. Mm. <laughs> After saying in the summer he would stay at Leeds. Uh, that's a slightly annoying I think if you're a fan of a but then if you're going to get a, a player on your back you, you're kind of making the bed for yourself aren't you I'm sure that he's played in the Premier League before for Leicester and I'm yeah. sure that it, yeah he didn't do great and they binned him off somewhere else it might have even been to Leeds um, so yeah, I don't well, know why they're going to go for him Burnley Harry Kane was crap for Leicester though and he turned out alright <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah well yeah he's been I mean, he was in the Premier League with West Brom about 10 years ago now, but when he was young. Um, yeah, Leicester is in Premier League with... He's only really, as much of a fan of him I was before this weekend's uh, activities, last season was his one really good season with 30 league goals. Before that, he's struggled to really consistently score a lot of goals. I'd and... tell him if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because he's never going to be this good again, is he? No, as much as I want him to stay and want him to score another 30 goals... The way we play this season is not the way we played last season, Colin, is it? It's a completely different team. That He he doesn't fit into the team that, the way, the style that uh, Christensen wants to play. I completely agree. It, it, it seems like, um, not a relic, but it, it seems of, to be a player of manager's past. Hmm. Um, and But I think, yeah, he, he, he was, you know, fantastic last season. But I don't think it's to be all, and I don't think it's going to be a, a chaos for Leeds because, as I was saying in a private chat to to Ross, I think now the players are just going to have to work that little bit more intelligently, that little bit harder. Yeah. I think before it was too much of a, a bit of a cop out that you could just give it to Chris Wood and then the pressure's on him to get the goals. I think the likes of Stuart Dallas, 
um, Kamal Roof are now just going to have to sort of, and, and Saeed are going to have to like step up a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's not like David Mitrovic. It's easy enough for them to just smack the ball forward to Wood and kind of take all the pressure off themselves. I don't know if you saw any of the uh, the Confed Cup in the summer, which was dire, but still, New Zealand New Zealand did that in all of their games. They just got the ball, and because Chris Wood is the talented one, it just got hoofed towards him, yeah. and it didn't work. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we paid three million pounds for him between two and a half and three million pounds, and we were selling him for fifteen plus add-ons. I mean, money really means nothing in football these days. But if you can make that sort of profit in what he's been at Leeds since twenty. 15, I think. I think he was signed by Rosler. So there's there's plenty of players out there who can't manage that leap up to the Premier League. Yeah. And would do very well in the Championship. I, I you know, if name off the top of my head, someone like Glenn Murray. David Nugent. David Nugent. Yeah. Well, he's probably a bit old, but someone like yeah, someone like Glenn Murray who he struggled before in the Premier League, didn't he? Um, and then he went to Brighton. Done very well at Brighton. I can't see him getting many goals this season. If you could took a punt on someone like him, he did. He replaced those goals from Chris Wood. Well, Tom, Tom said it in our, in our, uh, our man on the post WhatsApp chat. Cameron Jerome, lethal in the Championship, awful in the Premier League. I mean, he scored like two goals in about ninety appearances mm. in the Premier League, but Championship he scored loads. So yeah, there's there's plenty of guys that we can get in that can. Uh, can kind of not replace his goals. Not he's not. No one's going to sign for us and score thirty goals. But we've got more goals in our team now than we had last season. And the signings of Samuel Saez and Gianni Alioski, those two look proper players, and they're exciting attacking players. And you add them to the mix of Roof as well that we've already got there, and Pablo Hernandez. There's goals in this team from other positions, and we showed yesterday we didn't need him. We played better football, I'd, I'd argue, than we did last season when it was all being relied on Chris Wood to score the goals mm. I mean the, the other thing just on Chris Wood I, I think his statement coming out publicly was a bit odd mm. um, you know coming out on Twitter saying that his head wasn't right and that's not why he wanted to play the reason he didn't want to play is because he didn't want to get injured yeah Burnley told him don't Before, play yeah, exactly um, so it was a bit I'll just say that before the match. But... What I took issue to oh, is well, this it's, statement, it's... It, it reads, due to strong interest from a Premier League team, the ongoing discussions with the club, and given it as it has always been my ambition to play at the highest level, I don't feel that it's in my right to play today. I wish the team all the best and hope the lads can pick up three points. It's the... That's nice. <laughs> it's the A Premier League team. It doesn't matter that it's Burnley. It doesn't matter. It could have been the worst team in Premier League history. If they were going to pay him more money, I think that's what all this is down to. And I can't... I can't be angry at someone for wanting to further their career and earn more money. None of us would turn down... He's reportedly... Burnley going to reportedly offer him 50 grand a week. He's on 15,000 at Leeds. None of us would turn down that sort of wage bump. No matter... No. Loyalty's not... It's not a thing in football, but you'd be crazy to not take that offer I don't know. You'd have to live in Burnley. <laughs> you don't have to. True. You can, you can travel. <laughs> Commute. Yeah, exactly. John Terry's commuting to Chelsea every other week for an ice bath, so I'm sure he can uh, <laughs> commute to Burnley. But we'll see. We we've, been talk- we've been linked with Jordan Rhodes from Sheffield Wednesday for around £10 million. I don't particularly want to do that because of the former Huddersfield links and the fact that he's a shithead. But... Um, well, Ross, we, we know who was attending at the Stadium of Light. 
that day. Uh, I don't believe in coincidences. There was a certain uh, free agent called Luciano Becchio. Yeah, he was at the game yesterday. Yeah, he scored a few goals in his time for Leeds United. He's also 35 in December and has not played football for two seasons. What about everyone's favourite Geordie Serbian? <laughs> Could he not do a job for you? It'd be great. <laughs> We've not got that element of mentalness now that Bradley's not in the team because of his injury. We need someone to cause that, just to be that chaos factor running around the pitch. I'm, I'm optimistic. We're unbeaten. We've played four. We've got two wins and two draws at home. So I just I cannot get over the fact that Cardiff have played four and they've won four. And Neil Warnock is their manager. What is going on? <laughs> And so he just, knows, tail. he just knows what he's do- he just knows what he's doing. Unfortunately, like, which is incredible because he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. But at that level, when he's had time to build a team, he's got a history of, of getting it right, hasn't he? He Sickness. has, but his history's got one massive blot in his copybook, and that's when he was Leeds boss. He dismantled a team that had Becchio in, it had Smodgrass in, it had Johnny House in, players like that. <laughs> He well, brought in well, fucking that's... Michael Brown and Michael Tyne with Paddy Kenny and David Norris and Luke fucking Varney. Passionate. <laughs> <laughs> we almost got well, relegated. Well, well, that's where we'll draw the line. Like, you, imagine <laughs> even, you imagine to keep Rotherham up. No one keeps Rotherham up. <laughs> Does anyone have a problem with what Wolves are doing with their agent and everything? Well, they must feel like a waste of time. They've spent millions and millions of pounds on all these fancy Portuguese players and they got lost to Neil Warnock at home. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't have a problem with it, really. That's the way football is these days. You, these links to clubs and these agents, these agents run football. So if you can set up a link with one of the most successful agents, why not? I'd love to have yeah. Ruben Neves in this Leeds team. Yeah, I don't have a massive issue with it either. I just didn't know if anybody else was sort of morally wringing their hands over it. It's kind of the same as the Watford thing, isn't it? Yeah. If these things are allowed by the law of the game, then why not take advantage of them? Yeah. Can we talk about Harry Redknapp at Burton? Harry Redknapp? Ever... Oh, yeah, that was Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah, have you ever seen a man look so unhappy? man look like he's been sucking a lemon. <laughs> it's Harry Redknapp coming away from Burton, having been 1-0 up and losing 2-1. Martin Sordell's <laughs> was really good, that sort of turn and shot, but he looked like a man who'd come home and found his wife in bed with his best mate or something. <laughs> Would he still was... blame it on the Would he blame it on the dog in that scenario? <laughs> <laughs> but it was brilliant to see. Was um, was uh, was we, we obviously when we mentioned Burton, we can't not mention Usain Bolt. <laughs> I'm all for this. Give him a try. Is he going to sign for him? Give it, stick him up front. He might not be able to finish for Toffee, but oh, he's going to shit defenders up. Imagine Bolt against Terry. You'd want him on the wing, wouldn't you? Oh, they want him as a striker, don't they? I think he thinks he's a striker. I mean, they've got. Really? Is, this what, the is, this why th- is this why he's claiming a three-month hamstring injury? <laughs> just to avoid, just to avoid having to sign for Burton. You've seen what Crowley <laughs> Stadium is really like. So, no, I'm not going. Back. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's talk about Pompey quickly, but not the game. Don't care about that. Let's talk about the uh, the, the Walsall fan, Chris. Yeah, this was the Walsall fan who uh, went online and tried to book a hotel um, close <laughs> to Portsmouth Stadium. Uh, found one 11 miles away, went ahead and booked it. And it was only when he got down to Portsmouth that he realised it was on the Isle of Wight. So he had to get the ferry across <laughs> to the Isle of Wight, check in, 
and then get the ferry back from the Isle of Wight over to Portsmouth, watch the game, and then go back home over on the ferry, sleep the night, come back the next day, travel back up to Walsall. <laughs> the worst thing about it. <laughs> yeah, the worst thing about it was is they got a point. They didn't even get hammered. If they'd lost like five nil, it would have been even better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can I talk about the championship programme and how Colin Murray is making uh, me actually miss George Riley? Oh, really? Oh, God, he's like awful. You like Colin Murray? Well, I used to. I don't watch championship uh, programme. Is he not very good? Oh, oh, so cringy. Uh, I liked my fighting yeah, talk. Yeah, he's ruined fighting talk. Oh, no, he's ruined fighting talk. Christian O'Connor was the best on fighting talk. Mm, he's better than Josh Whittaker. Can we all agree that? Is what? He's better than Josh Whittaker on fighting talk. Can we all agree that? Oh yeah, okay. but <laughs> that story—the story you've just told about uh, the Pompey the fan in uh, the Isle of Wight. Colin Murray told that story last night, and I finished with, uh, "Johnny, what a legend!" <laughs> you, you, I mean, he's a grown man. Yeah, what's what's wrong with <laughs> the first week? I mean, the first week was peak awful when he described the championship as real football and he did a bloody interview on the bench um, at Fulham with Richard, <laughs> Richard Osman, Osman. <laughs> who I can't stand either <laughs> he's really making me miss George Riley and I didn't think that was possible after he told me off on Twitter because I told him to get his hands out of his pockets <laughs> yeah the, the thing is there's a problem with the championship and also the, the goal rush afterwards is that you've got a choice haven't you you either play it as if like you're in a, a mortuary like you had with Manish and Steve Claridge oh, or, you tr- or you try and inject some enthusiasm hey crazy days yeah proper <laughs> football do you know what I mean trying to deflect from the fact that the 20 best teams aren't going to be shown in this program <laughs> but and Colin Murray's obviously on that end of the spectrum so it's a difficult balancing act really I think so I, I don't think you're ever really going to be able to win are you I like the Football League show. I quite like um, Steve Claridge. Um, Manish tried to take a leaf. Claridge and Manish were, that was the way it should be. Uh, uh, like the middle of the night after watching Match of the Day, and it's like if you're in League Two, you have to wait until one o'clock to see your, scrat- <laughs> your scratchy 1 0 win. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an issue with the goal rush showing sort of 40 odd games in half an hour. I think it should be longer, the goal rush. Ah, uh, but you're forgetting afterwards they've got a Facebook Live where they talk more about League One and League Two. <laughs> <laughs> Who's joining Colin Murray at midnight to, on Facebook to talk about Yeovil versus Forest Green? Well, <laughs> presumably, Colin Craig. A return from Portsmouth to uh, Ride is £21, by the way. He was on that trip, presumably, what, three times? Because I'm assuming he yep. travelled from Walsall to the Isle of Wight in the first place, then back to Pompey, then back to the Isle of Wight, then back to Pompey again. <laughs> <laughs> He Brilliant. could have got off the train in Portsmouth and then got yeah. onto a ferry <laughs> to go to the Isle of Wight. Here's a man who's allowed to breed and vote. There's, a, uh, there's a, look, literally two hotels within the Fratton Park area as well. Oh, my word. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some football gossip, shall we? As the transfer window is rapidly approaching us, it's going to be shut soon. Let's start with this one. Tell me if you believe any of these stories. This one's from the Express. Chelsea are going to spend £200 million on these following players. Combined, obviously. Uh, Drinkwater, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Virgil van Dijk and Ryan Bertrand. <laughs> They've got this policy of selling players and buying them back, haven't they? Yeah. I love Bertrand back. <laughs> 
I, I, drink water's been mentioned a few times, hasn't it? Drink water and Chamberlain, mm. I can see. Yeah, because I can see Van Dyke. Really? What Chelsea? Yeah, because yeah, because we've been diving around so Just long. Off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can see all of them apart from Bertrand happening. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, we don't need him. We've got Alonso. Yeah. Um, they've also in- inquired apparently about Toby Alderweireld. But that was a short, a short form conversation. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Atletico Madrid are prepared to offer fifty million pounds for Diego Costa. That seems a bit much, doesn't it? I thought they had a transfer ban. I, or that, or that, yeah, I did. Yeah. You can still buy players. This was what happened with Barcelona, wasn't it? They bought Ardi Chiran and they sort of he was putting the cones out until um, January. <laughs> I suppose like, the problem they've got is the cost has gained about ten stone, hasn't he? So if they sign him now, He's they can put him on party, a they can put him on a a strict fitness diet for four months and then you'd be raring to go in January. <laughs> 50 million seems too much for me. I don't know if it's because of the way Costa's kind of project uh, talked about in the British media that he's not this great goal scorer because he's got a lot of goals for Chelsea but 50 million just seems slightly too high. I think in, in today's market it's probably about right. As you said earlier it means nothing does it? It's just, well, it's just, a, it's just a number that's written down. City are ready to offer Arsenal seventy million for Sanchez and to pay Sanchez four hundred grand a week. Apparently, seventy million for a player that's got less than a year left on his contract. And he's twenty-eight years old, isn't he? No, I can't see that. Hmm. Well, they're willing to pay fifty million for Carl Walker, though, aren't they, Man City? They're a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I missed the Carl Walker bus. I just can't stand him as a player. No, they can either. They're a loose cannon. City, they'll spend money on whatever they want. <laughs> That's financial fair play, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barcelona have told Liverpool they have until Sunday to accept 115, 118 million for Philippe Coutinho, or the offer will be withdrawn. So we've got till tonight to decide on something we're not. We've already said no to. <laughs> should we, should we record two answers here, saying, "Yeah, well, well, welcome to Barcelona," and oh, good, well done on staying. Yeah, we'll edit that tomorrow morning. Just. To <laughs> We want to buy Philip Coutinho. No. Well, you've only got till Sunday night to decide. Well, oh, okay. No. <laughs> well, that, that was in the Times. Um, according to the Express, uh, Barca will improve their bid uh, to £130 million, although they'll have to offer more than a guaranteed £80 million before add-ons to tempt Liverpool to accept, who value the player at I did s- £40 million. I did see um, a deal where it was uh, money plus Ivan Rakitic, which I would definitely take. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> that's a no-brainer. That one is, but yeah. I've not. I've only heard that once or twice. I've not heard that a lot. Uh, the, the, the the problem Barcelona have got is that if they do want Coutinho, they can get him like that. They've just got to put the money down. And the thing is, Liverpool know they've got it. Yeah, it's in the bank after Neymar, so they don't need to dilly dally and add-ons for this. And after so many goals, this will be paid and all that lot. It's like right, put up or shut up. Yeah. Right, you know, give give us 150 million quid now in cash, and then yeah, you can have him. Yeah. Be, so yeah, Barca are in that position of a team that have sold their best player, and everyone knows that they have all this money to spend. So they're going to get fleeced to as much as possible from any player they're trying to sign. They've sold their best player. Uh, what well, one of? <laughs> Third best player, definitely. Do you think that's why they bought Paulinho, just to offer him as part exchange? Uh, did, did you see him in his press conference? Yes. Trying to do three keep ups. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do three keep ups. Uh, Juve want to sign Virgil van Dijk, Chris. 
Uh, they bought some. I can't remember who it is. They bought, but they bought someone from the Bundesliga. I think it was Bayern Munich as a defender, haven't they? Oh, they? Okay. It's just to replace Benucci, isn't it? Yeah. Just don't sell Benucci in the first place. Would be the real solution to all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've oh. got. I was hoping Juventus get um, Matuidi for 18 mil and Chelsea want to spend 40 on Danny Drinkwater. <laughs> <laughs> Premier League is broken. So. Oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've got uh, Benatia, haven't they? And they bought, I can't remember, but I'm sure they bought a, um, a player from the Bundesliga as well. So you've got to replace not just Benucci, but Barzagli as well because he's sort of 30 yeah. years plus, isn't he? I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. I think he wants to stay in England, man, don't you? Yeah, probably. He'll probably get paid more if he stays in the Premier League as well. Yeah. Sure we did this one last week, but apparently PSG have reached an agreement for Mon- with Monaco for Mbappe. Another £200 million. I don't think he played on Friday night. No, he was left out of the team. No, he didn't. Mm. Mm. One for you, Dave. Newcastle are considering making the bid for Andy Carroll. <laughs> Oh, the laziest. <laughs> that's just lazy journalism, surely. Like, if he, if he, if he doesn't fancy Mitrovic, he's not going to fancy Andy Carroll. Like, <laughs> a more injured version of Mitrovic. A, a more expensive, older, more injured version. Yeah, please. I don't think Benitez went for big, bulky players when he was at Liverpool. You think sort of Torres or someone like that, or Barros in the Champions League final. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. really a, a big player sort of guy, is he? No, he likes likes someone to run in behind. Um, like Gale does, um, but hopefully someone better than Dwight Gale yeah. and not Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll's not your man for that <laughs> job. No. <laughs> uh, man United, Arsenal and Liverpool are all interested in signing Julian Draxler, who's been told he can leave PSG. Uh, Arsenal nearly bought him a few years ago, but did that Wenger thing of where he <laughs> bid £40 million but didn't want to go to 43 or something. Yeah. So they, they lost him to Wolfsburg and then to PSG. So I can see him... Again. Yeah, I can see him leaving, but he only went there in January, but I can see him... I can see him leaving. I'd love him to come to the Premier League. I don't really care where, but I'd love him in the Premier League. I don't League. think he fits in either Man or Liverpool, though, does he? Oh, I, I'd fit him at Liverpool. <laughs> I'll take him. We'll take him, lads. Don't worry. Everyone will be for you. <laughs> take a bullet for the Premier League and have him at your place. <laughs> um, Barcelona will have to offer £150 million including add-ons, if they want to sign Usamane Dembele. Oh, is this the Tottenham, Celtic, or Dortmund, Dembele? This is the Dortmund one. Dortmund. <laughs> They're just desperate, aren't they? He's been mentioned a few times before for Barcelona, hasn't he? Yeah. The thing is, I, add-ons is a sort of very ambiguous term, isn't it? If I was a, a football club and I was selling a player, I wouldn't want add-ons. I'd want because add-ons is like if he makes X number of Champions League appearances, if he wins the Ballon d'Or, and well, yeah, there's add-ons in this Chris Wood deal, which I assume is if we'll get a certain amount of money if he scores ten goals in the Premier League. So we're not going to get. Yeah, that. I mean, I mean, and it all comes in instalments as well. You don't sort of get a hundred million pounds up front, do you? It all no. sort of comes in instalments, and you end up sort of buying players who from te- you know you end up Everyone's paying players who finance, left aren't they, basically. Yeah, if I was Dortmund, I would say I want that money up front because I think Neymar, when he did, it wasn't PSG that paid that money. He bought himself out of that contract, yeah. didn't he? He signed on a free transfer, so, effectively. Yeah, so th- they have got that money hanging around in their bank account. It's not like they're waiting for installments from PSG. No. So I would ask for all, all that money up front without add-ons if I was <laughs> Dortmund. But I can see that one happening. This one, Madrid are obviously worried in the way that football is currently going because they want to increase uh, Marco Asensio's contract release clause to 500 million euros because it's currently set at 300 and within this market there's no reason why PSG next season wouldn't just go here's 300 million let's have him 
So that makes sense, really, doesn't it, to increase that, keep your best players? It's like some kind of Austin Powers film, isn't it? People are just putting their little finger at the side of their mouth and coming out with numbers. <laughs> I can see they would. And right. I can see, I, I mean, it's Spanish law, isn't it? Or it's, it's something where every La Liga has player has to have a release course. So yeah. I can see lots of contracts being renegotiated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, you've got you know, someone like Isco or someone like that, you know, that was signed about three, four years ago, might not have a really big no, release course in his contract. And, you know, agents will speak to a club and say, well, my client's release clause is only X. Yeah. We can easily get him for that much money. And finally yeah. then... Oh, uh, this is what Liverpool should do with Coutinho. They should keep saying no, and then on the last day, match Messi's release clause, and then yeah. just just, just watch the magic magic unfold. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Emery Chan. We don't need Messi. <laughs> uh, Real Madrid have rejected a seventy-five million pound euro, uh, seventy-five million euros offer for Matteo Kovacevic from Juventus. Yeah, I think he's been in the Serie A before, isn't he? Was he from Fiorentina or something? Or Inter, possibly, but yeah, he's definitely been in Serie A before. Yeah, so you know that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. The Perisic thing to United is um, dead in the water, apparently. Yeah, why they don't want to pay what? Well, especially what Arsenal do is they want to pay an extra four million pounds for a really talented footballer. Yeah, I mean, odd. Yeah, I don't know whether that's shooting himself in the foot or what, but maybe he's been promised great things ahead at Inter as well because they've kept Icardi so far, haven't they? Mm. Man United have already got a set midfield and they've got players like Herrera on the bench who can't get a start, so he'd yeah. have to fight to get in there well, really. And they're talking about Serge Aurier for right back, aren't they? Yeah. If you want a homophobic twat in your team. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Right, let's move <laughs> let's move on into the end of the show. Um Dave, you've got a new book out, haven't you? Uh, not yet, but it's uh, it should be out in the next few months. Um we're moving on to Championship Manager 0102. Uh, very similar to the, the, the previous book, but uh, just for a new season and uh, a new World Cup attempt. I've just started playing that um, as Leeds. The season when Leeds were in the Champions League, I had a lot of money. Just bought Alan Shearer first season, why not? Leeds are a fun team to manage on that game. Yeah. Um, Shearer, Vaduka, and Shield, my front three. There you go. <laughs> Should win everything. Goals. <laughs> Simon Ronaldo, didn't want to come to Leeds. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where can people find you on Twitter, Dave, as well? Uh, I'm at CM9798. There we go. Chris, have you got any articles, any things coming out? You did a book review, didn't you, this week? I did a book review for the World Football Index. Um, Steve Constantine's From Delhi to the Dell. He's a English uh, coach who never made it as a player due to injury and sort of never really getting a look in. Yeah. Um, and he's managed national teams in India, Nepal, um, Malawi, um, Sudan and he's managed club teams in Cyprus it's a really really interesting read about some guy knocking on the glass ceiling of uh, English football where teams would rather or chairman would rather go with either an ex-player who's a fan favourite or you know someone like Neil Warnock who's been around the block a hundred times rather than take a punt on somebody interesting it's a really good book cool. um, that's on World Football Index also Football Pink is out as well so get your copies from footballpink.net it is and they've also got a podcast now as well they have, haven't they? That's on SoundCloud, isn't it? It is. It'll be on iTunes soon. I'm dealing with the back end of that. So, yeah, it'll be on uh, iTunes shortly. Um, just follow the Football Pink on Twitter to uh, find out when that's up. But, yeah, it's a good listen, actually. Mark's, uh... I feel we can take some sort of credit for that, Chris, can't we, with Mark and his podcast? I think so. I think he owes us a lot. 
<laughs> well, I've got myself a free subs to the uh, the fanzine out of it. So, you know, oh, have you? Yeah. What? <laughs> I've, I've never even had royalties from this magazine. <laughs> I'll get a free sub. I'll take it. And uh, Colin, what you up to? You got anything happening? No, I mean, the only thing that's floating through my head at the moment is um, what you're going to hear at the end of the podcast. You know, <laughs> excitement. I might, I might try and sell it as a script to Taggart or <laughs> some other crime-busting policeman or something show. I don't know. It will be a storyline um, on This Is Chelsea or something like that. The Only Way of Essex, something like that. Yeah. Mean Streets in Essex. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter, Colin? I am at Cass707. Oh, Chris, and they're asking you, where, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at CRBand. There you go. We are all as a collective on at Post on Twitter, and Manalapost.com is a website which doesn't have anything happening on it, so just don't bother going there. Uh, <laughs> we are part of the World Football Index, of course, if you want to subscribe to their podcast feed and get lots and lots and lots and arguably more podcasts than you can actually listen to in a day um, flood in your inbox uh, subscribe to the World Football Index on iTunes uh, SoundCloud as well Chris I think Sound- uh, yes they are yeah. they oh, tweet from SoundCloud as well and if you listen to this via iTunes just pop into the store there and leave us a little 5 star rating review and just tell people to subscribe and if you go to an Apple store find iTunes and subscribe to this podcast because the more subscriptions we get the higher up the charts we go because we've been sitting pretty at around the 40 to 50 mark, haven't we, Connor, for quite a while now? Yeah, we have, yeah. I want to make a bit of a leap this season. Uh, Who are we ahead of? Um, I'm not sure. I'll have a look while you tell me when the football podcast that you do, <laughs> Man <of the> Post, <laughs> uh, Extra Time, is back. When's that back? Uh, I'm hopefully recording this Friday. Um, we're going to be talking about the Champions League because I think the draw is also this weekend as well, this Friday. So I'm recording on Friday night, I think, with Jesse and Laura. Cool. Have you got a special one with our friend Alex Stewart soon? Yes. Well? Alex Stewart um, is a football manager legend, as I'm sure mm-hmm. Dave knows. Um, yes. <laughs> he went to Malawi for um, a few weeks to do some football training with kids out there. So I'm talking to him tomorrow night about that. So keep your ear out for that because it will be a really, really interesting listen what he's got to say. Yeah, that would be a good one. Uh, we're currently sitting in 47th in the iTunes charts. We're ahead of the Derby County podcast. Good. As a Nottingham-born man, I'm happy with that. Um, as a Leicester-born man, I'm happy with that too. <laughs> I just don't like Derby. So. <laughs> Sheep shaggers. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I went to university in Nottingham, so no, I don't like them. Boo. Good. Good. There you go. We've also had quite a lot of Liverpool podcasts. What? I don't know, there's loads of Liverpool podcasts on this list. They're all below us. No, that's something wrong there. At least four or five of them. Uh, Are we? Yeah, we're ahead of the Chelsea Australia podcast. Aren't we game boys? Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then also my other, my NFL podcast is currently 78th in the charts. I'm happy with that. That'll do for us. For a very, very niche podcast. Um, yeah. So just hit the subscribe button. Anytime you see someone that has an iTunes account, find the podcast app and subscribe to the Man on the Post and we'll fly up those charts. And if you're there, leave us a little rate and review. Five stars, please. Until next week, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. Goodbye from Chris. Goodbye. And goodbye from Dave. Bye bye. And always remember to have your man on the post.
I was in my first proper pub fight last night. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, fight? brilliant. Yeah, well, yeah, well, um, <laughs> yeah. Just well, come on, everywhere. No, take his back to the start. How did it start? Was well, it, well, it wasn't. Well, I wasn't the one who was set upon. But there was right. a, a bloke who's I, I, I was sort of a friend of, not close friend or anything like that. But you know, I, I know him, and we were chatting and everything. Yes. Anyway, some guys outside, some some rude boys, right? They were pulling jumpers. Um, as, as, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, pulling jumpers later. Um, anyway. A lot of to do about nothing. I think they were off their faces on drugs, um, as the young people do nowadays. But um, and shots. They were taking, having lots of shots. Um, and then they came in, massive kerfuffle. I'm trying to sort it out. I'm like, calm down, everybody. Fucking hell! Don't touch me! Don't touch me! And all this. Um, and uh, yeah, then. The bloke who was attacking the guy I knew, he said something about his wife. Then it fucking kicked off. Um, in the end, police were called, ambulance were called. He had his head cut open. Um, claret everywhere, blood all over me. Um, and I have to admit, I mean, I'm a Yorkshireman, so in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. But, but I did say to the bar staff, I said, who do I go to to get this dry cleaned? Because <laughs> it went on my, uh, it went on my sort of, um, I don't know what you call it, like a sports jacket, right? Um, like a, track like a casual. Got. No, 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 like um, like I don't know what you call it, like a, a suit, yeah, a suit jacket, yeah. Right, yeah, a sports coat is what Americans uh, call them, aren't they? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, let's go with that. Was he right in um, what he said about the guy's wife? <laughs> No, no, it was it. Basically, that he was a, the guy who I knew. These kids um, accused him of racism against an Italian, which doesn't make any sense. And then he's he's going, "Oh, you're a racist and all this lot." Then his wife gets involved. His wife's black, and it's like, uh, <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? Anyway, police get involved and took all the details. I actually, I broke the smoking ban. Because uh, I ch- I took uh, the guy into the toilet. Right. His face covered in blood, so he needed to clean himself up. Anyway, the copper comes in, and that's probably one of the safest places for us because we were holed up in the toilet. And he wanted to keep fighting. I said, no, let's go in here. He said, I want to go out for a cigarette. I said, right, fuck it. We're going to go into the toilet and break the smoking ban. <laughs> so, so he went in there. So there's a bloke with blood dripping off him. I've got my foot against the door. Um, sneakily open a toilet window, I light him up a fag, then I have one, and then all of a sudden it's knock, 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 and this massive, like, six-foot-five policeman's pushing his way through. <laughs> and I just thought, well, he's seen me anyway, so I'm just like... Yeah. So, yeah, and it was it was eventful, yeah. Wow. I've never had a fight, have you? What did I do? I sat and watched Colin Murray and then Match of the Day. On my own, drinking beer. <laughs> um, I've never had a fight. Well, I've never had one like that before. I mean, you know, you see skirmishes in nightclubs, don't you? Sometimes yeah. it don't involve you, but I've never been up close and personal with one before, no. Oh, yeah, I have. I've been hit by you a, have? Yeah, I've been hit by a pool ball and a sock before. 
side of the head. Have you? Fight, yeah. How come? Oh, what happened there? Crossport's rough. I was just having an argument with some guy in a pub, and uh, well, was it Ray Winston? <laughs> no, there's about there's about five or six guys. We were just having a, like, a bit of a barney over something, drunk, obviously, and then uh, I pushed him. And he fell into the pool table. So um, I thought, oh, fair enough. That's the end of that. Walked away. Turned around. He's running at me with a fucking pool ball and a football sock. <laughs> Smacked me right on the side of the head. I've never had anything like that. Someone came out at a nightclub once and accused me of looking at his girlfriend, and I didn't, and he pushed my girlfriend over. Um, so being the um, man that I am and standing up for her honour, I picked my girlfriend up and I ran away because I saw two big blokes go and beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, when, I, just, I was with Charlotte once, and we went outside because she was feeling sick. Uh, and as we went outside, these two guys turned up and accused the bouncers of racism and and say they wouldn't, the bouncers wouldn't let these two guys in the back in the club because they were black. And Charlotte said, I'm going to be sick, can I have a drink? <laughs> so I had to sort of go between these four warring men, me, this sort of pasty white man, say, can I go back in and get a drink for my girlfriend? <laughs> 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 yeah, and you go, what you fucking let him in for? <laughs> oh, God. You, you wait till you come back out, mate, we're waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> can I get this glass to my girlfriend first? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, sport's pretty rough. There's normally fights. I don't go out very often because I'm six foot seven. People think, oh, yeah, let's fight him. Let's fight the big tall guy. Mm. <laughs> I, I get a feeling if I ever got into a fight with someone, I'd probably challenge them to a duel or something <laughs> instead. You know, I don't do. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do fights or anything like that. You're <laughs> a scoundrel. Yeah, or do you remember when Hugh Grant and, and um, Colin Firth had a fight in Bridget Jones? It'd be yeah. like that. <laughs> Or like the man with the golden gun, where Roger I, Moore and Christopher Lee walk walk away from each other after the little midget man. Just going, one, two, three, and... <laughs> but then when Bond turns round, Christopher Lee's gone. I don't I don't watch James Bond. I can't stand it. Spoilers. Really? Yeah, that's, like, that's my, my hashtag tweet your unpopular opinion. I can't stand James Bond. I don't watch any Bond unless it's got Pierce Brosnan in it. Pierce Brosnan is by far the best. I don't also the greatest actor of all time. Oh, no, no, no. Kevin Costner's the greatest actor of all time. Uh, have you seen Mamma Mia? No, no. Closely followed by... <laughs> closely followed by Wes Studi. Exactly, Ross. I mean, I mean, um, Costner wouldn't be able to deliver songs like Brodnon does. I mean, knowing that you cannot sing and yet taking a, job, a role in a musical film and giving it your all. What a man. Didn't care. I mean, if, if, balls that, if anyone's listening... If anyone's listening to this, it is worth YouTubing um, Pierce Brosnan <laughs> attempting to sing SOS <laughs> in Mamma Mia. That's by far his, his best oh, attempt. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. There's a new one coming as well, Mamma Mia 2, and he's in it. I can't wait. Oh, my it, word. I know. You can't imagine Pierce Brosnan in Dances with Wolves, though. I don't know. He'd still be, he'd still be Pierce Brosnan. He's Pierce Brosnan and everything. 